Welcome to Behind the Sass. I'm your host, Aaron Howerton. Just so that we're all on the same page, this is effort number three. Uh, the second effort was really good, I felt like, but then my camera started messing up. I got a new one. Apparently, I speak with my hands and it recognized hand symbols and it got all goofy and that just distracted me. So here we are again. Thanks for sticking with me. You don't even know. You don't even know. January has been all about metrics for me. Okay. Uh, I started with architecture. I talked about how if you can't measure it, you can't track it, you can't scale it. Uh, then last week, I talked about partners and program. Like the thing that I want is a global filter on everything in the company by partner by program. I literally, I want to see every stat in the company by partner and program, which means you have to have good architecture so that you can attach partner and program details to your data. Now, I don't care if you're doing that in the CRM or if you're doing that through your ETL process, somewhere in your data lake, where you're doing your Tableau or your BI, whatever. However you're slicing it, that's just how I want to see it. That's kind of my ultimate dream goal is uh, everything by partner, everything by program. Um, I also kicked off a new partnership with Partner Hacker. So you can now see my articles both on LinkedIn and on Partner Hacker. It's going to be the same content. Um, it's going to be a weekly thing. I'm very excited about that. And then this week is all about trends. A minute and a half in, we're finally going to get there. This week is all about trends. And the trend for me is that I think 2023, from a metrics perspective, is all going to be all about measuring what you give to ecosystems, right? We're all aware of what's happening at tech. Layoffs. I've been there, literally have been there. And it, it got this whole thing that I'm doing right now started. It's been a difficult time, but there's a theme that's been developing this year for 2023. But, and here's, my, here's what's happening the past few years. You ready? 2020 was the year of the pandemic. 2021 was the rise of remote relocation. 2022 was the great resignation and 2023 is already being hailed by some as retention or bust. Okay. It's just me saying that that's my catchphrase so far. Um, I'd love for it to take off, go for it. But people are talking about this differently. People are talking about retention. Here's some examples. Eddie Reynolds, who I talked about last week. I just really like his stuff. His posts are short to the point. They're all about RevOps. He's talking about revenue retention should be the North star for RevOps. Uh, my friend Groves over at Crossbeam, who I love, is calling part markers to actually expand their go-to-market playbook focused on efficiency and retention plays. Right. And then somebody I don't know, um, Shannon Hoda, who I'm probably saying the name wrong. I've not met Shannon. Um, he has said, focus on net revenue retention and net dollar retention, right? I'm just pointing out there's people out there talking about 2023 as a focus on retention. Well, if, it's, if customer retention is a focus on 2023, partner retention should be a focus as well because partners help us retain customers higher. Anyone who works in the industry and partnerships knows that. So if trust is the new data, we have to start with understanding how trust works, right? If trust is the trend, if trust is what we're going to be basing this off of and measuring what we give, we have to understand how it works. So we build relationships through individual experiences with people, right? This is part of what makes a good partner manager, such a great hire because they bring relationships with them to help you open new doors, right? That's how they get more money, more opportunity. That's how your company gets more money and opportunity. So experience really does pay in particular, in my, in my view, in partnerships and in sales. That's really what we pay these people for because they're bringing experience with them. That's going to help open doors faster. But when we build trust between people, we, we do that in a lot of different ways. And a lot of it is based on what they do for us. Do they show up when we need them, right? Um, but it's, it's, it's a two-way street. Do we show up when they need us? Well, guess what, folks? We need our partners this year, and they're going to need us. We need to stop asking questions about how much did we get? How much did we get? Did they generate ARR for us? How much did they invest in our sponsorship opportunities? 
Um, you know, how many open opportunities do we have with their customers? How many leads did they send us? We need to flip all of this on its head this year, and we need to start measuring what we give as an actual component of success on its own. So regardless of how many leads come to you from your partner, how many leads are we giving away? Right? How can we make that? Now, I know that that sounds crazy, but I also know people are doing it. I know people are doing it. So real quick, and I'm going to try to get through this quickly. I've got several different ideas on things that you, I believe, are measurable within your org right now that are all about shifting the narrative so you can focus on, like, great, let's measure what we give so that we can build trust with our partnerships, okay? So leads, that's a, it's a really clear one, okay? Um, Marco DePaulis uh, at Whiplash has already talked about this. He's already said, and I've got it linked in my thing. One of his success metrics this year was giving away leads at a three-to-one ratio to his partners as a, as a massive result. Now, he didn't say, and in return, we generated so much access. Not, that's not in here. Just that we gave this much away. We're giving this much away. So that's one question I have for you that you can track. How many leads did you distribute this year? But beyond that, what was the close rate? Are you giving away quality leads or are you dumping all your garbage over the side of the cliff so that your partners can scoop it up, hoping they find some something in the trash, right? What's the quality? How fast are they closing? How often do they close compared to their own generated leads, their net, their net leads that they generate? Um, do some partners do better than others? And can you share that knowledge on why? Can you, can you build some sort of community effort there to help them all close more? That's on leads. Market development funds, MDF. This is a big one um, just because we all know what MDF is. We, we see MDF. We use it. We give it away. Uh, we get a budget, and then partners fight for that budget. Maybe they, they get it based on how well they perform. But what are you setting up as goals? What if your dollar investment is the goal? We want to give away $50,000 in MDF. We just want to, we want to give that away. That's our goal is to give all of it away. Um, yeah, we're, we're clearly going to track revenue and retention and things like this on the other side, but we just need to set that as an upfront goal and change the language. Then you can go tell partners, how much did we award in total? Here's how much we give away by program. Here's how much we award on average per partner. Um, and then here's the revenue that we get. Here's how much revenue, but not for us, for the partner, right? When we do MDF, when we invest, we're seeing partners generate X number of dollars revenue for every dollar that we give them. Um, great. That's, in, that's encouraging me as a partner to come be a part. Here's what I'm excited about. Paid spiffs. We do spiffs. Everybody has spiffs in their programs, but in your, sometimes you're promoting a spiff into a direct seller, right? Do you keep up with that? Like, what a great argument, I think, for building a partnership with you. Cool. I show up. I need to get buy-in for this relationship with my team. Okay. Oh, questions about this. How much did you pay your direct reps? What if you could tell them? So how much did you pay overall in spiffs to third-party reps in the last fiscal cycle? How much by program? How much on average per partner? What was the average spiff paid? Now, what if you could also say, hey, you know what? This company was our highest spiff partner. This company generated so much for us, and we paid this much out in spiff, and then we spiffed them again just for being the best, just for, just for being good at it. We kicked that out there and we had a good time with it. Collaborative training events and playbooks. Invest in training your partners, right? It is to your best interest if they know what they're doing. And some of these companies don't have the same resources you're going to have. So give them a list of training opportunities. Help them with their sales rhythm and get it aligned to yours. Give them incentives for participation. Recognize them for what they're doing. Give them the resources, playbooks and collections to help them with their successful practices. 
Um, invest in training and development for your for your partners. That's a really strong way to build trust. And again, again all of these have a, a back end benefit to you, I think, there. Account mapping. Now, this is another big, big trend, right? Everybody wants to do account mapping right now. You're getting into crossbeam reveal, your partner taps. You're trying to figure out where you guys have overlap. But what if you focus your effort instead of, and it's usually going to be mutual, right? Joint account marketing, focus on that. But lead the conversation, right? This is about building trust. Lead the conversation with where your customers overlap with their opportunities. Hey, new partner, listen, we know you don't have any reason to trust us. Let's go help you close some deals, right? Let's set the tone for that and people will reciprocate in the same way. Where do you have shared prospects where you can open a door for collaborative GTM and MDF investment? We just talked about this. Um, where do your opportunities open a door for building up their solution? What customers could use their integration? How do you drive that for? Um, and then where do you have, you have some shared customers where you can create some integration capacity? Now, here's another one. Collaborative renewals and retention. And I already hear you. Yes, these are not the same thing. Um, but what we need to look at is how many of your shared customers renewed at the same rate? How many shared customers renewed at adjusted rates, up or down, like they're going down or they're going up? What can you share about those relationships with your partner to help them with their own retention in 2023? What is your retention rate by program and partner? How much are you helping? What can you tell a partner that wants to join you? Here's what we do for retention. Here's our renewal playbooks. Here's how we help you succeed with your customers with the back and understanding that it helps you as well. Um, then finally, the last thing is just work on transparency and reporting. Partner data is notoriously difficult to collect. It's notoriously difficult to find and report on because it lives everywhere. And that's because partner systems are built on the back of direct systems. There's a whole nother uh, podcast about that and partner tech and partner data that we could get into. But work hard to get that data out there and visible to your partner so they can see it and they can report on it and they understand what the metrics mean. All the things that we just talked about, share that out there. Help them keep up with their uh, shared customers, help them keep up with everything that they need um, so they can manage their business with you more effectively and give them one space to do it. That's a huge initiative, don't get me wrong. I know all you guys, your BI teams are our, and, your, and your ops teams are already stressed. I'm just hearing you talk about this, but it's important. And as a partner leader, you need to give them the data you wanna share. And then let your technical people do their job and show you how they can make that happen. You know, let them own the debt that they're gonna create in the way they create it. Uh, try not to get too much in the way there. Um, yeah, fine, that's it. Okay, we hit 1040. Ah, guys, I'm trying so hard, it's difficult. If trust really is the new data and retention is driving the conversation on the customer side, then you have a very practical need to figure out how partners are engaged in that conversation and to make sure that partner retention is a part of those conversations. After all, if the future of SaaS is truly going to be built around successful ecosystems, and I believe it is, you're going to need your partners to trust you.